0: are listening to episode 199. We are almost at 200. What is life? I started this podcast when we were traveling the world in 2018. I die. Um, Today's topic is... Applicable to you, whether you have given birth or not, whether you plan to or not, it is going to be very applicable if you ever had an injury or are recovering from something if you're coming back from a season of a break when it comes to training. So don't put this in a box of only being applicable to recovering from a C-section or giving birth. Um, This is really about a return to fitness. So take whatever applies to you. But I am going to be talking about my personal experience in... C-section post-op and return to fitness in the postpartum period. My biggest takeaways, what my plan was, uh, how that went, and where I'm going from here. So, without further ado, let's dive in. The FitzPro Podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller certified strength and conditioning specialist, entrepreneur, lover of sleep, lattes, and dinosaurs, aka not your average fitspo. And my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity so that you too can become a fitspro. I do want to go ahead and thank Legion Athletics for sponsoring this podcast because it is very applicable. If you have listened to any of these episodes, you know that I, mama is missing her creatine so much. Um, I really wish there was more research around creatine and breastfeeding because my gut says that it's fine, but my gut is not backed by science. So can't be doing that. Um, I miss creatine so much. If you haven't taken creatine, I highly encourage you to do so if building muscle or gaining strength is a goal of yours. You are likely missing out if you are not taking it. Legion is the greatest. They're all natural sport supplements and they are clean. I took them through pregnancy. All of the supplements that were okay to take through pregnancy, I did take. If I didn't take anything, it was not because it is inherently not okay to take during pregnancy. It's just that there is not enough research to provide support through taking it throughout pregnancy. So if you would like to add supplements to your dietary intake, I highly suggest them. You can always use code Annie at checkout for 20% off your first order or get double Legion reward points. Go to buylegion.com, buylegion.com, use code Annie at checkout. So first off, the lack of education that you are sent home with after this massive abdominal surgery should be malpractice. It is truly incredible and I feel very strongly about it. It's ridiculous. When you compare it to like what you're sent home with from a ACL surgery or literally any other surgery, it's um, It's outrageous. lack of information you are sent home with. Well, I was sent home with. I don't know how it is in other countries. Um, I have heard that it is pretty similar to my experience across the US, which is very, very minimal. I did not plan for a C-section At all. I mean, I did plan for the possibility of a C section. Like, if I had to get one, I knew that I wanted it to be a gentle C section. Go listen to my birth story if you have not yet listened to that. Um, But I was not at all prepared for C section recovery on the back end of delivery. So I had a 72 hour stay in the hospital. We were there from November 22nd to November 25th. We went home the day after Thanksgiving. So we had Thanksgiving in the hospital. When we were in the hospital, I promptly, I think it was on day two when I was like finally coming to my brain, um, felt like I was alive again. I purchased Mama Stay Fit's 16-week C-section lifting program, as well as their C-section scar mobilization course. I know that scar tissue can wreak havoc on your insides and your tissue mobility. So it was important for me to learn how to mobilize that area and not be afraid of it, essentially. Because even with that course, like touching the scar or around the scar was a super, super weird sensation when I was in the shower, maybe like a week afterwards, uh, even just like touching all the way up to my belly button. It just felt so weird. There was like this numb sensation and I kind of had some like referred sensations and I'm saying sensations cause it wasn't painful at all. It was like, uh, like I said, my skin was asleep or something. So important for me to learn about that stuff. Uh, so I had to purchase those courses on my own because again, the hospital did not provide those things for me, which is fucking ridiculous. I know that some people don't experience a lot of pain after having a C-section, it is completely individual and I do wanna make a massive, massive, massive buffer point here, a disclaimer that this is just my experience. I am sharing my experience. I have no idea what anybody else's experience is. I do not assume that anyone else's experience is my experience, so I'm just sharing from mine and hoping that you can pull whatever you want, whatever is a value, whatever makes sense for you from this episode it was not my personal experience to not have pain. I was on Oxy for I think seven to 10 days after my C-section. My pain was very high for the first seven days. And then I would say on day eight, it just like dropped significantly from like an eight to a five, maybe even a four. It was like, I turned a corner. On day seven, I was like legit concerned. Like, am I, how long am I gonna have to take Oxy for? this is not fun. This is more pain than I was anticipating. And then day eight, it was just like, oh, I'm going to be fine. So again, weird. That was just my experience. The pain for me was in standing up. And I think also I had pain just from pushing at a 10 vaginally as well. So there was a lot of pelvic floor pressure and pain that I was experiencing um, in addition to around the incision, but not on top of the incision, like internally. Pain. So, like stretching kind of sensation, um, but then also that pelvic floor and kind of rectal pressure from having pushed at a 10. At times, I felt like I had to walk bent over. So, the nurses did let me know that, like, standing up really tall and straight was actually beneficial. So I tried to do that as much as possible. And I really appreciated that they did let me know that because it was uncomfortable to do that. And so it's nice when a medical professional says like, yes, that's going to be uncomfortable or you're going to have stretching sensations or pain, but that's okay to push that a bit and stand up all the way. That's going to be helpful for you. So again, you do what your doctor says. That is what I was told. Uh, The lack of mobility was probably the biggest and most unexpected mental hurdle for me in postpartum. You already lose so much autonomy as a woman, I feel. Um, Feeling unable and just not being able to move with intention was one of my least favorite. And like I said, I think it hit me so hard because it was maybe not as expected parts in early postpartum. I found that as far as returning to exercise, I really wanted to move my body a lot sooner than my body wanted to move or was going to allow for. And I literally mean allow for. So at around three weeks, I really, really, really wanted to move with intention more than walking. But at that point, I was still finding that even moving just around the house, I would get more bleeding or have more pain the next day. Like there was a literal correlation. Um, For instance, at the three-week mark, I just did some very gentle mobility, unweighted, lunging, um, not like, not even uh, weighted lunging, like just with my knee on the floor, almost more mobility, stretching. I did some thoracic stretching, some spine mobility, some breath work, and I literally had more bleeding, noticeably more bleeding the next day, because that was just too much. And again, this is just my experience. So take it with a grain of salt. It's not meant to scare anyone. It's just literally meant to pull back the curtain on a fit person's recovery from a C-section. One person's recovery. Around week four, I was feeling significantly better. And my bleeding had almost completely stopped at this point. I mean, I would say that it did stop by week four. I was able to generally walk more and move more without an increasing uh, increase in blood or any bleeding, or discomfort the next day, and so I had Mama Stay Fit schedule my program to start on January 2nd, which for me was exactly the six-week mark. I had a postpartum appointment at week five, and I was completely cleared for everything, meaning sex, movement, Exercise, all the things were a go. She did an internal exam. My uterus was healing very well. It was shrinking really well. I only had a two finger separation uh, in my abs. So that was looking good. That was something that I was very unsure about. So it gave me external affirmation that I needed to move forward because let me tell you, I felt like I was a brand new body just in my midsection in postpartum. I could not tell where literally anything was from my muscles to my organs to anything. I was like, I cannot internally tell, nor can I feel on the outside. It was a very strange experience for me. Sometimes even at four months postpartum, I I still feel weird sometimes. I'm like, where, where did things end up? We are not positive. Um, So it was very helpful to have my midwife say, you're good to go. Things look good. Right at six weeks, I began moving and following the program. It was four days a week. And when I say workout or lifting or return to fitness, I mean unweighted kneeling hip hinges. That's what we're talking about here. It's literally less than what I would have done for a warm up before being pregnant. Okay. It's a far stretch to even call these workouts. And it is, in my opinion, exactly what was needed for me. From both a mental standpoint, as well as a physical standpoint, it allowed me to get in you know, intentional movement again and to feel successful. It got me in tune with my body. I could kind of be reacquainted to what was going on. And I would honestly call the first four weeks, like the first full month of returning to fitness was this reacquainting phase. And I was totally fine with that. I was not under the impression that I was going to, you know, return to any level of fitness at all. Um, my outlook on returning to fitness was like, It has always been, which is a long haul mentality. I see the first three months, okay, first 12 weeks as really just being consistent. It's very practice-based. It's very consistency-based, building habits, and taking note of just how I'm doing. How is my body adapting? How am I, you know, needing to adjust to these workouts? It was really just taking note. It was not to reach a certain goal weight or to hit any of my loads in the gym, that I had hit previously or any skills, even the goal was literally just to be consistent, follow the program, take note of how I'm doing. And yes, obviously like work at as high of an RPE as is tolerable. That was the goal. I could then reassess where I'm at and what I needed to do realistically to move forward as far as performance goals or even, you know, body weight, composition, But my perspective was always 9 to 15 months for the entire process to take place to be where I want to be as far as body composition as well as performance goals. I'll also note that my biggest focus or concern was and is um, getting to where I felt like my pelvic floor was not an issue, that it was strong, maybe even stronger than before, and that I was also mobile. Also that my incision felt normal because it, you know, it really felt stretched and uncomfortable in a lot of positions. And so I didn't want it to feel stretched or in any kind of compromised position. That's kind of the goal that I was working towards in addition to any performance goals that I had. That was probably the biggest holdup for me, or maybe, you know, one of the biggest holdups or most shocking experiences that I had when I started working out was just, That intense awareness and sensation on and around my incision, which is why that scar mobilization is so important, Uh, especially on my left side. That is also where I had more pain just in my experience. I just constantly felt like I was at risk of literally busting open like from the inside out and tearing through the incision. So I was extremely conservative with the range of motions that I was using when I returned to exercise in that I was using a very conservative load if I was adding any weight on top of my body. I would highly suggest following some kind of C-section specific lifting program if you are returning to weight training after having a C-section just because of the mobilization piece of that area and how important that is. And so this program, for instance, that I was following had way more rotational work than I would have ever or have ever programmed for myself for any reason. I would say by nine weeks of following the program – being about 70% consistent as far as adherence goes, I was able to hit accessory workloads that I was using pre-partum or preconception. So doing dumbbell RDLs and dumbbell lunges with weights that I, you know, push-ups, um, ring rows, single arm rows, all of that stuff that I was doing in the past. I was able to do loads and volumes that I had previously done and that felt really good. Uh, It was kind of a progress marker for me. The barbell was a whole different story and still is. For whatever reason, large compound and axial loaded movements just did not feel right, if you will. I wasn't scared of them or anything like that, Um, but they just... Pushing those did not feel right or good. And I still need far more time to build confidence with the way my body feels in this season when it comes to barbell compound movements, squats in particular, as well as deadlifts. For most of those, I would say that's actually more like pelvic floor related than anything to do with the C-section itself. That would be what's causing apprehension is probably my pelvic floor and maybe my low back. I just keep reminding myself that there is no rush and that I would rather go slow and feel way better than to push it in half a setback um, or lose confidence in my progress or my body's ability or the ability to take care of my freaking baby. So I am constantly reminding myself to be conservative, And it's also nice that I know I can push the accessory work. That honestly has kind of been a saving grace for me. Pushing in the accessory work has allowed me to feel like I am really actually building muscle and strength again in this season without having to push any large barbell compound movements really hard. But it still feels familiar and fun to do those large compound movements within the programming I would just say those are probably at an RPE of like six versus eight. And in the accessory work, sometimes I'm at like an RPE of nine or even 10. Movements that I would say feel the most unstable postpartum for me were any planking or bird dog variations. Good Lord, I could not do a plank until about eight weeks following the program, meaning I was what, like 14 weeks postpartum. It was at least three months postpartum, um, that I could do a plank without feeling like my incision was going to rip open. And again, maybe that was just a sensation and I totally would have been fine, but I was not willing to push that and I had to do bird dogs with my feet pushing. So my legs were at a 90 and my feet were on the wall. So I was pushing against the wall for a lot longer than the program had scheduled for. So the program was progressing bird dog variations a lot faster than I felt like my core and my C-section incision could handle. So I just held off on that and now can do full bird dog um, variations, weighted, banded, all the things. They feel fine. Uh, they're difficult as far as like from a core standpoint, but they're all doable and they feel good. Uh, that's been a huge area of growth and performance success in the last three months, I would say. Step-ups and hip, hip thrusts were the two exercises that really threw me for a loop. And I was like, Who's, whose body is this? Whose hips are these? Whose pelvic floor is this? Why do these feel so weird? Um, I have never felt so unstable in a step-up in my entire life. I felt more stable doing step-ups after meniscus surgery than I did being postpartum. My assumption is that that has mostly to do with the pelvic floor and maybe some instability that I had in my pelvis. They are feeling much better now, but I had to modify by using a balance stick or holding onto a squat rack or something when doing my step-ups for a very long time. It's just a matter of building strength and stability, which I'm fully aware of and willing to do. It's that long haul mentality, right? Like I know how to get better at these things. As far as the hip thrust goes, that was directly correlated to the actual incision site. I did not realize how low C-section incisions are. And I am unsure at what point I'm going to be comfortable doing hip thrusts. I've tried it a few times and I'm just distracted by how it feels on the actual incision to where like I can't perform the exercise and get the muscle contraction that I want in my posterior chain. So I have the ability to modify and that's what I've been doing for hip thrusts. I have been doing the same single leg hip thrust variation the entire time and my ass has literally never been so sore in my entire life. I have never felt my glutes so much then when I use this variation, which is a single leg hip thrust with my foot on a wedge and the thinner edge of the wedge is towards me. So my heel is on the thin end. So my toe is going up and my back is on the decline bench. For whatever reason, the moment arms in the levers of this particular setup is demolishing my glutes which makes sense because it really is a similar setup to an actual hip thrust machine. If you've never looked that up, do so. I started with a bilateral version with a band around my knees, so using both feet on the wedges. Then I transitioned to a B stance variation and then transitioned to the single leg variation that I'm using now. Um, At the time of this podcast, I probably will have moved to putting a dumbbell on my hip if I have not already done that yet. Um, This is until doing barbell hip thrusts feels fine, which to me is going to come down to the scar mobilization more than anything to do with the actual exercise. All upper body stuff felt great for the most part from the get-go. The only exercise that really took some time to rebuild and get used to was pull-ups and push-ups. Pull-ups were due to the stretch the lats that I just have not experienced in a while as well as coning in my midsection. We're really trying to not cone obviously and push-ups were all about my core like I mentioned earlier that plank position was really really hard for me to do for a while and lastly I want to address bleeding that I experienced because this can happen or is an indicator with c-sections that you have done too much and your body is letting you know after week two one of workouts at week six, I had heavy bleeding for three days after not having head blood after not having any bleeding for nearly three weeks. Remember my bleeding had stopped by week four. I started working out in week six and then basically at week seven had bleeding for three days. I presume that this was actually my period returning early because about three and a half weeks later, the same thing happened. I had bleeding for three days or so And at three months postpartum, I began tracking with my aura ring again and 100% menstruated. So, you know, though bleeding can be an internal warning sign and absolutely should be paid attention to, I do not think it was tied to exercise. I simply think that it was a coincidence in timing. I'll never know for sure, but because of the timing of um, subsequent bleeding, I would say it was probably my menstrual cycle just coming back really early. Um, navigating post C-section is strange because of the additional internal healing that is already taking place. Even if you weren't to have a C-section, there was, and is just a level of uncertainty that comes with that process, but it can be done and movement can feel amazing and empowering. Again, I would say returning to workouts again, they were like, it's, it's a stretch to call them a workout, but the autonomy that I received from just moving my body with intention again was Unmatched. The value of that was so important for me. And I have been consistent. I mean, for me, 70% adherence is fantastic. And I'm getting results from that level of adherence has been so enjoyable. And I did fear, like, am I just going to, I don't want to say let myself go, but am I going to not be able to be as consistent as I would like to be? And that has not been the case. I have. Highly, highly enjoyed training, which makes sense. When you enjoy something and you prioritize it, it happens. That has been my experience. If you are recovering from a C section, from giving birth at all, I hope this was helpful. If you are even coming back from an injury, I hope that kind of the insight of long haul mentality and accepting different sensations that you might be experiencing in your body and moving with those and paying attention to them and being conservative like I hope that that was helpful for you so that is all I have for today until next time I am Annie Miller and thank you for tuning into the Fitzpro podcast